This is a post-Christian podcast. Welcome to the Revolution Church Podcast. Welcome to Revolution. Meet your congregation. This is uh, Jay Baker and Caleb here, as always. Um, Meet your congregation is a podcast of Revolution where we do just that. You meet your congregation. And so... We're online, and we want people to know each other, so we're trying to get everybody to talk a little bit. Um, today, uh, we have someone from right here who's in the studio live, which is a rarity. Mm-hmm. Usually, we're onlining from Tokyo or something like that. <laughs> yeah. um, all our Tokyo <laughs> listeners. Yeah. Shouts out to all our Tokyo listeners. Good to see you. Um, but yeah, so today, uh, we have our friend, Brian who is our dear dear friend our dear dear friend Brian who uh Caleb works with and I'm sure they'll fill you in a little bit more on that. Brian does a lot of different things. He's a UCC pastor, he is a father, uh, father, <laughs> a dad, a husband. Um does uh Sacred Collective which is a online community mm-hmm. which I'll let you guys talk about another post-Christian podcast on my network brought to you by Caleb Industries and um yeah so the, Brian does a lot and Brian also has spoken at Revolution quite a few times and we've been friends for my don't have much memory anymore but for a very long time so we'll talk about that too Brian Hello. Thanks welcome. for that. Thanks for that warm welcome. Yeah. <laughs> You're welcome. It's very nice. Welcome. Cool. So, uh, Brian, how long have you been going to Revolution? How long have I been going to Revolution? Um, pretty pretty much since Jay moved here. How long has that been? Like five years ago? Uh, almost six. Almost six. Maybe a little longer. Yeah. yeah. Um, I mean, I don't go all the time as much as I want to. As Jay said, I'm a pa- pastor kind of ish in the UCC. I'm not done. I'm not ordained. Um, but I would classify myself as a pastor in the tradition. So I spend a lot of time um, being at my UCC church. And then when I can uh, get away from there and have some downtime, then I go to Revolution. But I've listened to Revolution pretty much since Jay was in Atlanta. Um, listened to when you were down there. And then when you moved to Brooklyn and was there. And then I had a little panic attack in a good way because then when i found out jay was moving to minneapolis i was like oh my god he's in my backyard <laughs> yeah. so yeah so listen to a long time long time listener and <laughs> part-time member uh-huh. <laughs> cool um we've already alluded to it a couple times but since this is kind of just about getting to know uh the the congregation member that we're talking to why don't you tell the listeners a little bit about your passion about your baby the sacred collective yeah, um, as Jay and Caleb alluded to, I have a podcast that we started called The Sacred Collective. And the funny thing about that um, was when I, I've always had this kind of passion to do, to t- not to reach, I don't like that language maybe, but to just connect with people, a lot of former evangelicals who've been burnt out by the church for religious, spiritual, whatever kind of trauma. And it always kind of was in my head um, of wanting to do that. And then when I got into the UCC, I kind of put that on the back burner um, just because I was like, oh, I just feel like I'm going to do parish ministry, which is just, you know, church work. Um, And then we have an advisor in our process. And my advisor, his name is Brian as well. Like we meet, you know, a couple times a year. And I remember just saying like, hey, I have to do something. And if I don't do this, then I'm going to go crazy. If I don't, he's like, do it. And so put it out on Facebook to see if anybody wanted to – 
help out. And obviously my wife was supporting me and she said, I'm part of it. And then another person who's no, no, no longer part of it just due to health problems. We kind of met back in, I don't know, the summer of 2017, kind of just had this battle plan of what we wanted. Um, all that probably went by the wayside except for our name, um, of the name sacred collective and, some people don't like the name but i love it um and we call it sacred collect because we think everyone has a sacred story no matter how little or how big their story is and we're a collective of people Mm -hmm. um but yeah and kudos to you caleb because we were just going to have like a small group and kind of do more church that way and then i went to revolution one time and you know saw because you guys kind of test that the physical people that come to revolution isn't as much as who listens online so it's pretty easy to see like hey someone's new uh-huh. um they're out out at bryant lake bowl and i saw caleb and you know we just started chit chat and i was telling you about sacred collective and you were like hey i have some audio equipment you want me, want me to come over and you know start recording and i was like hey that's a good idea and then it kind of just rolled in from there and we've been going strong ever since yeah I've, uh, I think you and I have had a conversation before um, where I kind of feel like there's so much crossover between the physical con- congregation and the people who attend Sacred Collective. I feel sometimes like Sacred Collective is almost like the unofficial small group, uh, you know, kind of like weekly, biweekly small group meeting for a lot of people who go to, to Revolution. Because our friend Curtis, who, uh, we've, who you hear on Revolution all the time, uh, has led a couple of uh, talks that you can find on the podcast uh, there and... Um, there's a handful of other people. Robert has been on quite a few times. Robert, who people will recognize also from Afterglow episodes and from uh, Meet Your Congregation congregation very recently. Well, by the time this comes out, it won't be that recent. Okay. But uh, (laughs) but anyway, uh, yeah, so it's it's really cool to have there's there's a crossover between those those communities and a lot of shared familiar faces. Indeed. So, yeah. Do you want to talk... um, a little bit about uh, how you became familiar and acquainted with Jay. Yeah, um, I think I said this to you, Jay, a long, long time ago, but um, I, I think the first time I remember hearing you speak, I mean, I grew up the same as Jay is in the Assemblies of God, so pretty much since I could walk or talk, the Baker's name were big in the AG Church. I went to North Central University where where Jay's parents met and they gave money for the Skyways that were there. Um, So I I grew up knowing the Bakers, like not knowing them personally, but knowing the name and and PTL. And my grandparents, um, they were passed, but they gave a ton of money to PTL growing up. So I've always known um, who Jay was and his family. But there was one time, I want to say it was maybe 2001 or 2002, um, an AG church, I think in Eden Prairie, which is a suburb here, brought Jay in to speak. And I remember, I think you were talking about grace, all that stuff. And I was just blown away because I was like, here's this guy's talking about God in church. He's all tatted up. He's just in blue jeans and a t-shirt. And I was like, there's someone like me. And so even back then, I kind of was just like, I felt kind of called to help people out towards God. Um, and I was like, I always thought like you had to dress up really nice, prim and proper, because that was the way I was taught, and that's how people were in church. But as someone who's like in punk rock music, hardcore music, and tried to skate, but was really bad at it, like, I just <laughs> and into just the into the music scene was in a band for a while. You know, hearing Jay kind of give that you know like hope 
to people. I was like, that was just, I felt like you opened that door for me to, to say like, Hey, I can look and act and whatever, like, like Jay. So that's crazy. And all these years later, I, I never thought in a million years our paths would cross. Um, cause you know, you were, you know, in Atlanta and then Brooklyn and then you moved here. And, and then I remember, um, asking you to, if I could interview for my dissertation and, you were like, yeah, well, heck, why not? And I was like, okay. And then I oh, kind of, that's right. And then our friendship kind of just. Where did we do that at? Did we do that at Morrissey's? Camp? Yeah, Great bar. Yep. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. So yeah, that was probably 2014 that I interviewed you, yeah. and, and then you know became better friends over the last couple of years too. Cool. Yeah, we just hung out. Mm-hmm. So something uh, that you talk about in the UCC a lot, and that we alluded we. In another, I'm not sure chronologically when these will all come out, but um, something that we allude to in another Meet Your Congregation with our friend uh, Lawrence, our, our mutual friend Lawrence, is is uh, the UCC conference that you and I attended together to do a podcast, or th- we did a podcast episode that you were going either way, but you brought me along to, mm-hmm. to help with that. Um, and we, we talked a little bit in that uh, in that episode that we did, which is also on the Sacred Collective, about um, like the the term that the UCC uses, uh, Church 3.0, different ways of doing church. Um, it seems like you're attracted to communities like that, you know, with revolution. Like I guess for for the layman, for people who aren't uh, familiar with that language, uh, Church 3.0 is this idea of like you know bar churches, uh, coffee shop churches, stuff like that. And it seems like you're attracted to that with uh, creating a space like that with the Sacred Collective and you know coming to revolution. Um, what what about that approach to doing church attracts you to it? You know, I will first want to say, like, I don't have an issue with being in, like, quote-unquote a physical church. I mean... Brick and mortar. Brick and mortar. Like, my dad, you know, I grew up going to... My dad worked as, like, a custodian at this big Lutheran church in St. Paul, and we lived in the parsonage. And so I grew up, you know, always after school, always going over there, and hanging out in the sanctuary, looking at the stained glass windows, looking through hymnals. Yeah. So I've always had this like affinity and this reverence towards you know the church and the stained glass and like my UCC church. One of the reasons I love the church isn't because like yes, I love the hospitality and and their theology, but you go into the into the sanctuary and there's all the stained glass, um, which tells the Bible stories and stuff like that, and it's beautiful. But so I don't have an issue myself with going to, you know, a physical church or brick and mortar church. But I've also my whole life always felt that um, in a way I'm kind of against authority, Um, maybe not against authority, but I always want to push back. That's just how my brain's wired. You're a punk. (laughs) Yeah, pretty much. Um, my it's when when a pastor or like a theologian is like, well, this is what you have to believe, or this is how you have to be. The fir- first thing that kind of goes into my head is like, that's bullshit. Yeah, I mean, you have to go from the Assemblies of God to the UCC is a pretty gigantic. Well, job. and I actually had people in the UCC because you actually have to pass all these tests and go in front of these committees to even be like, yes, you can be towards this track. And I had several. Several people in the UCC claim that I was like a wolf in sheep's clothing oh, because they were like, brutal. well, because they were like, well, we we have a lot of people that were Catholics or like Lutherans or Presbyterians, but not many people who are evangelical, especially as like Pentecostal, which the AG is. And so there was that. But and I still loved my UCC church, but they can tell also how like 
I, I don't want to, at least right now, where I feel like I'm called to do is not parish ministry, but to keep running with Sacred Collective. Because, I mean, we don't have as many downloads as, you know, some of these other bigger podcasts. Um, but, you know, we have a couple hundred downloads every every couple weeks. And obviously people are listening. And uh, there's a lot of people around the world who just can't walk into a church for whatever reason. It could be they had a bad, you know, upbringing. They could have, you know... Any sort of mm-hmm. spiritual or trauma or abuse coming at the hands of the church, and I want to be that person, not just as myself, but as like Sacred Collective or others, that they could they could come in and find a safe place without having and to talk about God, whether they believe in God or they hate God or whatever, and to have a safe place for them because a lot of times people, even sometimes in my own church, people are like, why aren't more people coming in? Why don't people want to come to church? And it's like. It's not anything you're doing per se. It's just some people really are allergic, yeah. lack of a better phrase, to go into church mm. because of all the shit that's, that's happened no, to them. True. And I want I want to be, and I know Revolution as well, wants to be a place where we can connect with those people and give them hope and grace and whatever um, to help them live a better life. And that's, so that's why I love doing what I'm doing. And, you know, the, I was I've been asked by my denomination, by the Minnesota Conference, um, to be a part of like the Church 3.0 think tank for the UCC. So I'm one of, which is funny because I'm the only person that's not ordained oh, um, that's a part of it. And we are actually, I'm actually emailing the office um, here in Minnesota that's like, hey, when are we going to talk about this more? Because you're giving lip service to it, but let's talk about it mm. um, some more. Mm-hmm. So I feel like what would really behoove any kind of denomination, especially Protestant denominations, is to come behind and support ministries like Sacred Collective mm-hmm. or Revolution or yeah. other, you know, A through Z, these ones that exist. But I feel like they really don't know that it does exist until mm-hmm. people like me and others kind of step up and say, mm-hmm. hey, we exist. We're these communities out here that are really thriving, but we could also use your help. Yeah. <laughs> Whether through prayer, financial word of mouth, you know, mm-hmm. publications, whatever, whatnot. Mm-hmm. So, well, yeah. people, I mean, too, I mean, you guys <clears throat> speak about a lot of diverse stuff with the sacred collective. Yeah. I was going to say, we like, have it's spiritually belief wise. We have a diverse group. It's hugely people. diverse mm-hmm. and it's hugely like different thoughts, different ideas, you know, crazy topics. You know, I'm always like, wow, you guys are talking about what this week? You know, I'm like, you know, you'll tell me, Oh, we're talking about this. Or you'll tell me. And I'm just like, Oh wow! Yeah, better you than me. Um, <laughs> no, but I mean, even when I came and spoke, I was just really like surprised about how like diverse and open and the different backgrounds that everybody came from in the community who were, you know, all speaking on the mic. You know, mm-hmm. and that might be why it took me so long to warm up to the idea of having an open discussion and having an afterglow for revolution originally, is because it was like. You don't know what so you're going to get. You know, just yeah. the variables. Unknowns. And, and I think that's almost kind of a new, another next step into this kind of evolution of church in a bar or church outside of the church or whatever. You know, I mean, that's kind of, you know, kind of been done, you know, but now it's like getting all these diverse voices and people are like, oh, I'm an atheist or yeah, I'm this or I don't know what I believe. You know what I mean? And bringing mm-hmm. them together and giving them voices. Exactly. Um, so that's, that's pretty. Yeah. Pretty cool. I mean, I I always, you know, I really appreciate that about what you're doing, what you're doing, and and, uh, constantly thinking about that stuff because that's, you know, Mm -hmm. 
it's a different beast. I mean, I hope people will go and listen to Sacred Collective because it's like you know, it's not revolution. Yeah, you know, it's a different. Uh-huh. It's a different. It's a different thing, animal. You know, for sure. yeah, it's a new thing, and I think people need to be, you know, open to new ideas. Mm-hmm. Well, and I've just stuff. been blown away too by the crossover that we've had, where like you said, Jay, I've I've come and spoke at Revolution a couple of times. You, the one time that I wasn't there, we were actually out of town on vacation. You oh, came right, and spoke. You were- which uh, I heard it went well. Um, and then just having, you know, we've peppered in the last six months to a year different um, interviews, um, and we love doing that too. We just, um, so so it's just really cool how the, being a listener to Revolution so long, but having our friendship grow and then kind of having, like Caleb was saying, like in a way Sacred Collective and Revolution kind of having that inter- intermixing and interworking, mm, yeah. but being way different in a lot of ways as yeah, well so totally. that's that's pretty cool how that's kind of just evolved into it's a pretty what it cool is now. Con- yeah it's a pretty cool connection it's pretty cool to have that kind of watch things kind of just grow mm-hmm. together and it wasn't intentional at yeah, all no. but it's just kind of happened like that which yeah. is really cool so for sure yeah that's something that attracts me to um to places like revolution and sacred collective is, uh, you know, one, the sense of community, like we're talking about, and how pe- people can have shared interests and a shared desire to uh, engage with conversations around spirituality and stuff like that, but within a place that is going to uh, embrace you and um, and not not try to guide you in your time of doubt or, or in your transitional time spiritually to a certain destination. Yeah. You know, like, I know, um, I, don't know I guess this was like, yeah, probably two years ago, Jay, when we when I interviewed you first for my uh, Air of Grievances podcast, remember? Yeah, you know, a couple years ago, I was like, I told you, uh, you know, that I was struggling with with my understanding of God, my definition of God, and I was like, man, you know, I, I'm sometimes I get kind of jealous jealous of like my atheist friends or people who are willing to just totally be like, you know, I, I really just don't know about this, and you're like, man, then if that's how you feel, then then feel that way, then explore that, you know, and it is it is. Uh, that was like to me just a very in a pastor a very attractive trait or in a friend a very attractive trait to be like you know man if that's how you feel then then that's on your heart you know for a reason maybe not for a divine reason you know or maybe for yeah. a divine reason but like that's it, it, I think repressing suppressing those doubts and things like that well it, it's like shaking up a, a bottled soda you know or a pap yeah a bottle of pap. It's going to explode eventually. You know, you're just pushing stuff under the rug and it's not going to just disappear and, and go away. So, Brian, how, how would you describe the community of Sacred Collective? Or the, the, uh, I know that maybe um, physically or uh, um, racially specifically, we're not that diverse. Unfortunately. <laughs> but, uh, but how would you de- uh, describe the different diverse um, types of beliefs and, and worldviews that are there? Yeah, I mean, there's definite... Um Diversity. I wish we had more racial diversity. I would say the only racial diversity is my wife is half white, half Mexican, and that's about all the diversity we have. The rest of us are all white. Mm-hmm. Um, so I would love to grow our physical. Robert's Romanian. That's something. Well, it's true, yeah, yeah. Um, but I would love you know us to have more people. And I know everyone's so busy with their lives because everyone's more and more busy. So they can't always come on on Thursdays when we do meet. But I would say like theologically or religiously you know some of us are christians some of us are atheists um some of us are queer some of us just don't really know what the hell we believe and that's fine uh we love it and 
I I I always tell people not all not every time we meet, but I was like I you know if you come in and you want to have a relationship with God and we can help you do that, great. If you come to you know Sacred Collective and you want to help us, you want us to help you maybe even deconvert, great. Or mm-hmm. you just want to sit there and be like. I just want to take this in and see what happens. That's fine. I mean, we're we're very um, purposeful of not trying to push any one's view or beliefs on on them, but literally having that open space to have a conversation. Mm-hmm. And so that's what we do. And awesome. it seems to be working pretty well. Cool. And there's actually one of uh, one of our longtime attendees. I would say Eric. So shout out to Eric. But he actually posted on his Insta story um, a couple weeks back where he, uh, he said how much the Sacred Collective meets or means to him. Um, oh. he's, he's going through issues and some personal issues in his own life. And that just, I mean, that almost made me tear up because we have a good rapport. I don't talk to him all the time, but knowing that we're doing that is really huge. And I know it's cliche, but you hear people say, like, only if it touches one person that it's important but it's true though i mean i would still be doing it if only one or two people were moved by it because it lets me know that hey this this needed to happen this needed to be taught or Mm -hmm. sacred collective needed to happen because it's helping these people out Mm -hmm. yeah totally and we we uh support each other in more ways than just spiritually you Mm -hmm. know like um i was in the hospital for a while and i got out and um Yourself included, and, and, and Kayleen and Amanda, a, a, a group from the Sacred Collective, put together a little gift basket for me because I hadn't, you know, been able to work for a little while. And, and you guys, you know, put together some food, found it, and uh, we like help each other. We've helped each other move house, you know, and stuff like that. And and so yeah, it's a very supportive, very very loving uh, community. Um, so Brian, something that we always ask people in these is, oh yeah, what can revolution do to be better? Yeah, or worse? Mm-hmm. <laughs> or be worse. <laughs> Yeah. What uh, have Jay speak more? <laughs> what? Yeah. What? Uh, what are we doing well? What can we improve on? What can we focus on? What can we stop doing? It's like our one main. It's like this, the only segment, the recurring. Yeah, that's a recurring segment, segment of the Meet Your Congo. We should start get a get a sound. Yeah. Effect, just like Meet your, yeah. What can <laughs> yeah. we do? Yeah. Well, you guys know what that sound means. <laughs> it's time to ask him a big question. What can Revolution do better? Um. I, I mean, I guess I don't really hit. I mean, I think you're doing stuff great. I mean, I think the afterglow is, is a great idea that you had, Caleb, and having people kind of we got to stop thanking Caleb. What we can do is stop thanking Caleb <laughs> yeah. for the afterglow. Stop thanking Caleb. I need positive reinforcement. That was a good idea, though, <laughs> because so many times you you hear a good sermon and you wish that you could either go to the past or tell other people if they have the same things. So often you go to church. You hear a good sermon or a good talk, and then it's like, okay, you're like cattle, and you have to leave. Yeah. And so having mm-hmm. the, the having the afterglow is great. And I know I've I I listen to the Revolutions feed every week when it comes out because I luckily have a job that I can listen to podcasts for like eight hours a day. <laughs> yeah. um, and so you know, having a lot of people say like it would be really great if we could have some time in the near future, just like a plate like rent out a room or like a party room or do something and just have people come in and, mm. and, and hang out and have a good time to see. Cause I know there's a podcast that I listen to. I won't say what it is, but <laughs> they have like a, a yearly, like get together, like this big kind of soiree and people from all over the country and mm. world actually come in and they do a live like podcast thing there, but you know, they drink, they eat, they hang out. And I think that would be really kind of fun to yeah. 
have like a, a like once a year get together just whether people here just at the physical congregation and people from all over the country and the world to come and would be fascinating just be like we're all here in the one place now yeah, like i think that would be a really cool idea i mean i know great. the logistics and financials would be something to think about but i think mm-hmm. that would be uh kind of fascinating to do yeah if there's a listener out there who's good at at organizing things like that holler at us because that's that's not my strong suit it, it's it's tricky enough for me to even schedule recording plan. yeah i know we do yeah. we need a lot of things but just to schedule recording these meet your congregations in blocks that are convenient for everyone and not have too much downtime in between them and stuff like that is is I'm not great at scheduling is what I'm saying. So if, if there's anyone out there who wants to help us out, wouldn't mind. Sweet, 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 sweet. You wanna you wanna uh, plug anything, Brian? Maybe plug where people can find Sacred Collective and, and our, our uh, social media handles. Yeah, um, you can find us. Our podcast is on iTunes. Uh, just go to the Sacred Collective. Um, and or a lot like, more than iTunes. Well, yeah, a lot yeah. more than iTunes. I think wherever that's like you listen to wherever podcasts. you sorry, <laughs> I misspoke. Wherever you listen to podcasts, iTunes included. Um, and where our little logo is like a little skeleton head, yeah, skull, skull head with the Pretty sacred cool. collective really on it. Cool I, I like it. Um, so wherever you know you can get your podcasts, we're there. Um, we're pretty much just solely on Instagram and Facebook. I do have a Twitter, but I kind of stopped tweeting because twitter's dying i think um and we <laughs> never is. we never really get any play on there i guess with that so we have a sacred collective instagram which is um at sacred mn um so find us there we put you know my wife's our social media manager to help out so she posts all of our um upcoming talks that we've had or interviews and just what we've talked about and so that's pretty cool and then if you just type in the uh, Sacred Collective on Facebook, that'll bring you to our page um, where we're trying to get a better, bigger community. But sometimes it's so hard to do that when you work full time, you have a little kid at home yep. and UCC stuff and podcast stuff to do. So want to get better with it, but those are the three ways. Oh, and I would say, too, we I, I, I hate to say this even, but when you go listen to our podcast – Write us a review uh-huh. or, you know... Rate, review, and subscribe. Yeah, rate, review, yeah. and subscribe because those are huge. Five um, stars. I did realize we, we only, <laughs> only had we only had five rates for a little bit, and the last time I checked, it went up by three. Ooh, nice. So we got eight. So It's really hard to get people to, yeah, to rate. It, to even it, just click on five stars, or one star, to click on any stars. So those things those things are huge. Um, with just, like, people subscribing, or even if they don't want to subscribe and they're like, hey, there's one interview or one talk is great, then that's fine, too. But come on, subscribe. Cool. You'll hey, love um, it. You'll love it. Do you want to maybe point people to a specific episode to check out? Maybe uh, Jay's episode would be a good one. Yeah. Or, like, we've had some really cool interviews recently. Yeah, I, I would think. I would point to Jay's interview. I think that was last summer. So it's I forget. called Demons. It's an episode called, I think it's, like, it's in the first five episodes. Okay. It's an early one. Yeah. I think. I don't know. It's called Demons. Yeah. So that <laughs> one was like, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Talking about demons and bringing out your Pentecostal. Yeah. Um, that one is, I will say that one is lower quality back then we didn't have the same audio setup that we Yeah. Had and then I would say the last couple interviews were really good too. Um, our, my friend Josh DeKaiser, um, who I went to seminary with, but he lives in, in Holland now. And his he's a he has his PhD in Bonhoeffer uh, studies, and that one just came out it's a, a really couple weeks one. ago. And then my dear friend Dr. Scotty Williams, who's uh, actually started 
uh, a church in in his t- Canton in Switzerland. So that was really good. I mean, our interviews are really really good too, and just our our other talks are well too. Like our talk on I think it was called Deconversion Snowballs. Oh yeah, um, that was an earlier one too. But that was kind of how we um, a lot of us have deconverted mm-hmm. either from our faith. So our friends who are a part of it, how they deconverted from Christianity to atheism. I think it's called and, deconstruction. Oh, de- de- yeah, de- deconstruction yeah. snowballs. Sorry, yeah. it's um, a slippery slope, and <laughs> I'm loving the ride. <laughs> yeah, exactly. That was a good radio voice. I love it. Um, so yeah, I mean, I'm I'm partial. I think they're all great, but um, those ones that we just talked about, I think were are pretty solid. Hell yeah, cool. Well, thanks, Brian. Thanks, Brian. Thanks for having me. Yeah, man. We'd like to remind you that our ministry is supported 100% by listeners like you. To make your 100% tax-deductible donation today, please visit revolutionchurch.com slash donate. You can also learn more by clicking the donate section on the website. Hi, I'm Caleb with Post-Christian Podcasting. If you enjoyed this episode, you might also like The Sacred Collective. All right, welcome to another edition of the Sacred Collective, and we're going to do roll call. So, let's just go to the left. I'm Caleb. I'm Angela. I'm Jay. I'm Kayleen. I'm Joshua. And we're here tonight to talk about... Demons. (gasps) (laughs) (laughs) We're going to conjure up some demons tonight. No, I wanted to talk about demons, but personal demons. For me... My personal demons are depression and anxiety, mm-hmm. and uh, part of me like I was like I wasn't dealing with that tonight. I was like oh, feeling a lot of anxiety tonight as I was driving over here. I was just like, oh, I just want to pull over, pull the car over, and just sit and decompress. But you know, um, there's still life lived that has to be lived, and jobs that have to be done, and relationships. And kids, and background music, all has to be lived out. And what do we do when we're dealing with our demons and we're dealing with the darkness of our own lives? And uh, how do we deal with that? And do we deal with it in relationships or do we deal with it? I mean, I go to a psychiatrist and sought out therapy for it. Um, But it still affects what I do. And sometimes that, you know, I bring it to the table and uh, try to be transparent with it as a pastor. But it's hard because sometimes you just feel like shit and you don't want to do anything. You know, or it's hard to try to encourage other people or tell other people that their lives are going to be good or there's secret messages of Jesus or whatever. (laughs) You know, it's really tough. So I just wanted to open up and see what you guys thought about that. That was a post-Christian podcast.